Welcome to First and Fifteen, the show that takes you around the UK flag football scene. Sponsored by Nuola, your customised sportswear supplier. Welcome to the final Southwest Conference Division 1A recording of the 2019 league season. I'm still Bill Davis, the Grand Gators head coach. And in this slightly later than planned recording, we're looking at game day six, the set and cross conference games, hosted by Swindon and Western respectively. Joining me once again to discuss, analyse and generally chat a bit of nonsense are Lewis Phillips, the Exeter Falcons team president and the SWC 1A busybody, I mean, sorry, administrator, <laughs> who apparently enjoys long walks on the beach. <laughs> yeah, a little sun kiss tonight. Uh, also, we've got Adam Russell, Southern Reapers QB and coach, who is uh, lovingly, apparently, referred to as Chewy, even by his kids. <laughs> uh, and lastly, we've got Jay Bellamy, the Red in Knights QB and coach, who absolutely loves Love Island, gentlemen and ladies. Give him a boost. It is what it is, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Well, somebody's got to watch it. Dale, yeah, I've been told I need, uh, I need to correct you on something. Um, they they give me a lot of stick at the Falcons camp because there's a shocker. <laughs> <laughs> you keep referring to me as the Falcons president, and I'm not the president anymore. I gave it up. I'm, I'm just the coach. That's not what you told me in game day four. But they keep telling me, and they keep telling me that I don't correct you when you call me president. All right, then it's Lewis Phillips, Exeter Falcons QB, injury risk and coach. <laughs> there we go. Um, we've got another 18 fixtures to dive through and chew over, no pun intended. So let's dive straight in. And, uh, we'll start first with Bucks Wolves against Swansea, which finished 28-18. Chewy, were you playing or refing? I can't remember. I think I was refing. Yeah, I was, I was refing you. So, yeah, you were uh, But. Ooh, I think we were refing that. Yeah, we were refing your one against Isla White. No, I think I think that was the first game up when you were... Yeah. Oh, that was Swindon. Yeah, that was Swindon. The but game, uh, it? going oh, by God. the score, 28-18, uh, we had a slightly different experience against Bucks Wolves. So, you know, on reflection, that looks like a fair old contest. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, they, they brought their main squad for them, but I know... Uh, Callum, their kind of their captain, yeah, slash, number two, um, organizing yeah. guy, yeah, that's it. Um, I know he'd not long come back from Iron Appa and was kind of still wandering around in circles like he was there. Um, so, um, yeah, by the end of the day, he, he definitely <laughs> looked like he needed to go home. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's definitely a, a very tight score, um, only kind of really. Just over one. Well, I, I know a couple of um, old guys were watching it, and at halftime they said it was something like fourteen twelve to the Wolves. Yeah, and I thought, ooh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, 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 I was, uh, yeah, it was the <laughs> the Wolves, and we're going to be playing them again in, on the seventeenth. The, the Wolves are a solid side. Like, I, I, I'm not quite sure what it was that was different between us from this year to last year um, but they've, they've always been able to put out a decent side um, and they've got plenty of weapons um, I mean when we played them on the Isle of Wight they were missing a lot of guys I don't know whether it was just like guys away on holiday or injuries or whatnot. but they they weren't themselves I think they were kind of propping themselves up with, with whoever they had left um, so they weren't the same team but this time they turned up with everyone to put out a decent showing 
Um, and yeah, it showed. It showed. I mean, yeah, it was a tight game, but they they scraped it right out and dug in deep. And I think I, I don't know how many turnovers there were in the second half, but it seemed as if whenever I caught a glimpse that they they either made a like forced a turnover on downs or um, a, a basically either picked it off or batted something down. They they just kind of dug in and and made, became a stone wall basically. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a really it's a really tight score. I didn't realise that was the final twenty eight eighteen. But yeah, no, that's, that's that must have been a hell of a uh, yeah. I mean, I'll touch more on Bucks walls when we come to the the fixture with the Gators. But I don't know how to say this without quantifying it, and I don't want to quantify it yet. But when you look at them as a unit, there's nothing special that stands out about them. They haven't got a superstar running back, a superstar safety. But as a team, they just work so well together. Kind in a, in, a, in a kind of way that like. I thought already that you know everyone has a role and they do that role very very well. I thought you stood out, Jane. Thanks, Lewis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Felicia Beacon in the backfield. <laughs> he always stands oh, out. He's burned. Sat here in sunburn. <laughs> well, we're talking <laughs> of burns. Let's move on to the second game where uh, Reading played Exeter oh. and came out on top, twenty to six. Jay. Lewis, who wants to start? Go on, Lewis. Uh, I, looking at Reading's um, record, uh, I thought to keep them to twenty points was actually a pretty, uh, pretty good, pretty good effort on our on our part for our defence. Um, so I was, I was proud of it in in that in that sense. Uh, I definitely, this was one of the games that I had pinned from the from the very beginning of the year that. This even at full strength, we'd struggle because uh, I've seen Reading play before. We played them last year in the finals. We knew we were going to be in for a fight. With all the injury issues we'd had this year, I definitely didn't expect it to be even that close. Um, but that being said, uh, yeah, we've just we've we we hit a rut offensively where we struggled to score, um, but defensively, I thought we. Figured you out and 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 got in in the sort of in the second half, um, but couldn't get the couldn't get the the offense firing. Yeah, I think that's kind of a fair um, evaluation of what happened. First half, we came out and did our normal thing. We seemed to it was weird. We seemed to either switch off or or X to figure this out. I don't really know which one it was, but we definitely struggled. Um, but yeah, our defense is our strength, and we know that, so uh, we relied on them and. We saw out the second half really more than anything. Okay, well, if we're done with that, we'll move on. Anything to add, chaps? No? No. Okay. So, next game, uh, I had the pleasure of refing. Uh, Reapers 54, nope. Swindon 6. Go on, Chewie, you can go first, buddy. Um, Chewie threw the ball. <laughs> okay. Um... <laughs> well, it basically, it was the the Will Quigley show. Um, it did like literally every time I gave him the ball, he just ran through everyone on the Swindon team. Um, yeah, that, that, that's fairly um, accurate because I yeah, know I, I, I threw ten to complain really to you about like, what else to why say. Can you not like throw him out of bounds because I was fed up and running up and down the field. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, yeah, yeah, from your from your point of view, that's pretty much what was happening. Um, for Swindon, uh, I. I think they had they had um I think Billy Vickery was the QB to start off. I can't remember even if Daniel Blythe went QB for a while. Uh but they just couldn't chain anything together. They 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 might get close to a first down or they might get a first down on a 
on a penalty, but then they couldn't take advantage of it, and it was a lot of four and outs. They did eventually manage to, you know, to punch it at the end zone. But yeah, it was a real tough day at the office room against you guys, to be fair. And the tackle, the tackling really let them down. Well, I think, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But well, they don't tackle as a unit; they all kind of attack individually, and that's always that's always cause for alarm um, on a defense when guys are trying to attack a, a ball carrier one at a time. Because if the first guy misses and everyone else, yeah, well, I, I think Will saw that against us, didn't he? That first run, I think, I think somebody still got a piece of yeah, short stuff. Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it was it was something like so, yeah. twenty odd. I can't remember if they scored in the first half or not, but they, you, they were only about three, maybe four scores up at the half. And the second half, like you said, it was just you know throw the will, run, 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 touchdown. Throw the will, run, 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 touchdown. Uh, it, it was just wash, rinse, repeat. <laughs> Yeah, it's. I think it was twenty six at half time. Twenty to six. Mm. I think that's what the final, the half time score was. And yeah, after the half, I I don't know. I I think at half time they just kind of Swindon just didn't come out after the half. Um, but I think their heads had already kind of gone down by that point, and they just didn't really have any more left in the tank. Um, yeah, it's it did it did just evolve into the Will Quigley show of him just like doing his little dip and dodge and dive and dock and whatever it is dodge. Um, so yeah, it's it he he ended it very quickly, which was nice because the other guys who were playing offense and defense and who are generally <laughs> players were quite happy to just kind of stand around and be kind of background artists, really. Um, so yeah, that, that was that was quite. Quite a, quite a simple game, and that I think basically cemented us. We only needed one win on the day, I think, and, and after that game, we were kind of like, okay, well, that's that then. <laughs> Let's just have some fun. Um, so yeah, it it was um, it was over probably probably by first, by half time. I would have I would have said. Okey dokey. Uh, next game is Chichester against Western, which finished Chichester thirty seven, Western twenty seven. Either of you two guys ref this? Watch it. Uh, I, I feel I think, like the rest it. I can't remember it an awful lot though. I uh, think we were playing at the same time. I, I yeah. remember. We must have left this game then. Um, well, oh, but, I, if you didn't, if you didn't set eyes on it, did you have any feedback on it from anybody else? I, I feel like it's it's just a game that kind of came and went. There was nothing really like there was no. Big flashy plays. There was no nothing controversial calls. It just happened. Like I, you even said it, and I don't even know what the final score was. I think you could tell the the main difference. Really, you could tell by Shorty beyond being over with the Sharks now. Just as his offense suddenly sprung to life with it, um, and they're able to outscore teams, which was they missed down the stretch. That seemed to be the one takeaway I got from my guys. We've spoken in the past, Dale, about um, what Corey brings to to Chichester and his speed, and they're they're a different team um, without him, and that was proven in the other the first set of cross conference games when he wasn't able to play. Well, now they have basically Corey two point um, So they turned up to this game day with Corey. And now with Shorty as well, who is just a carbon copy, I think, in terms of speed and ability to miss the tackle. Um, so it was they had a, they had a very good day. <laughs> I mean, they, that, 
knowing both teams, I know obviously I know Western better than Chichester. I've only played them once. Um, but in our game, it was kind of like like two two drunk boxers trading punches. You know, we'd score, they'd score, we'd score, they'd score. And knowing how Western play, uh, I could see this being like a shootout. And the score almost suggested it was like, you know, last score wins. I didn't, I don't think I got that feeling. Um, I, th- I feel like Chichester were very much in control um, throughout. And, and to say that they didn't break a sweat is probably a little too disrespectful, but it kind of felt like they were cruising. Uh, they could score if they needed to, um, and they just they kept their noses in front. Okay, fair enough. Considering we didn't see it, I think we done well to get something out of that. <laughs> um, next game, uh, I've got the Gators against the Reapers, which finished in a twenty-five all draw. Gorgeous, you can start. <laughs> Dale is buzzing clearly. <laughs> I actually, I actually didn't enjoy watching this game because it was stressful as fuck. Yeah, it was. It was really. Because I, in in all honesty, I mean, uh, you know, I said this to our guys the other day. Our aim was to finish above Swansea, which we didn't quite manage. Uh, it was head to head, head to heads that have screwed us. But I said we've got a tie to beat Swansea to get above them. I said I written off the Reapers game as a loss. I said purely because of the amount of points they seem to score on teams. I said the Wolves is the, t- the game that we have to turn over. You know, uh, as a well, we're probably going to lose, but we need to turn that one to a win. If we can do that, and everything else follows as it should. We should be able to go above Swansea. Uh, so when when this one turned out twenty five all, I was like, "It's a great result morale wise, but it didn't do us any favors apart from draw us level with Swansea." So we had, we knew we couldn't go any better than Swansea if we lost against Wolves. It was a, a frustrating one a little bit, but by the same token, as a coach, you was proud of the guys. But anyway, yeah. Chewy, you go first. Well, yeah, I mean, it, the, the kind of the tone of the game was all set on the first drive. Like second pass got tipped um, by by Will and ended up getting. Yanked by, I think number fifty. Yeah, Dan. Um, yeah, and um, and he he just it, and, and I didn't even bother chasing him. He was gone. <laughs> so that was that was basically that. Um, and like that kind of tone, I was like, oh god, now I've got to try and do something with 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 my defensive guys playing offense. <laughs> um, which, to their credit, they actually like they they balled out all day. Um, considering that we haven't really trained since bloody March. Um, and they've only really played on defense. I haven't asked I, other than Will. None of them have played on the offense, or any t- not even taken an offensive snap. So considering that, I think, yeah, I was I was actually pleased to come. And when we got to the end after you scored, and it was twenty five all, and the and the guys in the huddle were like, "Let's go for it. We've got eight seconds." I was like, "Nah, <laughs> let's just take the tie and be done with it, can we?" And they were like, "No, we're going for it." And I'm like, "For God's sake, all right." So I just heaved it. Um, it didn't go anywhere. It just went up, and I think one of your guys picked it off on the sideline. But that was the end of the game. I was like, "Oh my god, for that!" <laughs> well, considering if you're saying that none of your guys normally play offense apart from Will, I still can't remember his name. I think his number was thirty-six. It's short, cropped grey. Oh, 43 on the left 43. hand side. Yeah, he's a, he's a linebacker. He plays Paul Kitted. He, he um, plays for the Thrashers as well. Um, he, and they, he, they just completed a, a perfect season or regular season today. Um, in 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 two, both two both games, the Swindon game and our game, I thought he did well on the deep on the deep routes. 
Well, once he once he gets going, he's great. He's he's got great top end speed. It's just he's got to get going. <laughs> he doesn't have acceleration. It's he's kind of like a, a steam train. So it's he's got to kind of get build momentum before he can get there. And and like I said, you know, Will was giving us kittens with his with his um, sort of tackle missability. Uh, and uh, I also enjoyed the um, the verbal jaw jacking with him as well because he's kind of like me, I suppose. He's uh, opinionated and he doesn't give a shit who is it. Well, well, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was it was it was a stressful game because you know from the point of uh, well, you know, if we stay within touching distance, you know, and and, and I guess you know it'll be all right. And shit, we could we could. Go for the extra point and win. Do you know what I mean? It, it was a real stressful game that because we yeah. were in it right to the end. If we were twenty points down, we're like, oh well, let's chill out. You know, yeah. we've lost this game. Let's just enjoy the rest of the game. So, you know, from that point of view, I mean, one of our guys, um, Craig, yeah, used to play for Merthyr. He always, used, he always says that game days. He said his quote is game days are shit. <laughs> he said they're not enjoyable. They're stressful. You know, you're always worrying about things. He said. Afterwards, yes, great. He said the training and everything. He said that's great. He said, but game days. He said, I hate them. <laughs> and and when we have games like that, I can kind of see why. Yeah, do you know what I mean? No, you absolutely. want to enjoy the game, but like, oh, with him with a shout, you oh, and, oh, yeah. But yeah, it was it was a well contested game. Uh, I I in hindsight enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. Um, and like obviously, you know. Whatever happened in the game, you look at the score. Um, we drew with teams who were putting a uh, team that's putting 50, 60, 70 points on people. So, you know, from our point of view, it was, um, it was a shot in the arm. Yeah. yeah I, was, I was very surprised when I saw that scoreline. Uh, and then I saw the Southern Reapers Facebook posted the team, uh, team photo. So that kind of explained it a little bit more. <laughs> oh, well, screw you too. Um, <laughs> You can only play, you can only play what's put in front of you, Lewis. That's it. That's it. I get to play shorty bloody brown twice a year. Yeah. And that reminds me, um, Adam, I've got to send you that twenty quid for leaving the guys at home. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, the next game, uh, Western against Wolves two finished forty six to zip to Western. To see uh, the Western score, I'm not surprised with, but Wolves two not scoring. I, I, they're, you know, they're not, not that bad. They're not Plymouth level. I'm sorry, Plymouth, uh, in terms of their like, offensive output. So that one kind of surprised me with the goose egg. But somebody take I, the ball and run with it. I think um, they they scored in the first half. Um, but the guy that actually plays then most of the time was running late. So they played the first half with only five guys. Uh, and not one of them was the normal quarterback. Um, I think in their other games they kind of came more to life when when over. But yeah, they had a very slow start to the day. And was it a case of Western blowing them away, or just Wolves to just being uh, a bit inept, a bit slow? Uh, yeah, Western cruised. Uh, they. Once they won that game, they were they they were having fun. Uh, once that game started to get away, and they knew that really they only had to win one game for for us to not stand a chance. Um, so they they enjoyed the rest of their day. Once once that got once got that game out of the way, they cruised. It was yeah that one. Sorry, Bucks. I, I don't think Western broke a sweat. Okay, uh, Jay. Anything to add to that? 
Uh, again, I think we were playing at the same time, so I didn't really get anything from that one. Sorry. Okie dokie. Uh, next game. White 6, Swansea 26. Uh, I didn't see this game. Uh, Chewy, did, did you ref it? See it? Uh, no, we only refed your game at the end. Right. And the Swindon game. I'm try- I think we must have been playing. Yeah, unless we, they were playing well, at the same time that we were. New. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I I seen the score. It was kind of what I thought. I mean, I had no preconceived notions of White other than their record and their sort of like uh, games results up to that point. Yeah. So when I seen that, I thought, well, Swan, Swansea are third in the table. White at bottom of the Yeah, it's kind of the result I expected, but I didn't know what to expect from White on the day, if I'm honest. The thing with White is it's all about who they can bring because actually their quarterback's really, really sound. Yeah. Um, they've got receivers that can catch a ball, and actually, their scheme over the course of the season has got a lot, lot stronger. So Ooh, they can get who's their normal final. QB? I can't remember his name. Is the honest. He, he's the other ginger QB in the league. That's all. That's all we refer G- to. Ginger, with, yeah. ginger with glasses. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah he was there. Yeah, he, um, he looks right under the the center's legs, like looking for the ball. He's got so far to like most quarterbacks when they're under center, they'll stand upright and they'll put the hands under. Um, and they're surveying the defence, but he is like properly bent down, almost in the centre's position himself, and he's, his head's right down under there, and I'm like, oh, you, like that, that, that exchange is so weird, you waste so much time. Yeah, it is a strange one. I, I've, I've never been a big advocate of under centre myself, but it, it, you know, it does work for him, because his timing on his throws does work. Um, it does mean he has to take like a five or seven step drop every time, though, which I don't get. And I, I don't know if... He, if... I I know we're 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 treading slightly towards uh, technical stuff, but if you're running some sort of variation of a West Coast offense, if you go your five seven step timing down, I don't know. You know, by the time your fifth step's planting, you're coming forward. The guy's breaking. If it works for you, yeah. If it works for you, it works for you. I I I don't think it's worth doing at the flag level, but you know they've they've put points on teams that you wouldn't expect them to and their record isn't really fair compared to how good they have been at times yeah I, they give us a real push in our game in fairness to them yeah they've they've almost beaten us both times we've played them this year you know they they are a good squad it's it's small little things that normally crops up with them um which causes them to lose the majority of their games we've got a bunch of plays in our play but we were in the center but i just it's that I feel like you should be able to take the ball from under centre without being able to see it, I think is what it comes down to. And and that's what concerns me when I see it, is that he's properly bent down with his head under the centre's arse looking for the ball. Is like, he looking like, for the ball? <laughs> I, I feel like the, the under centre exchange should be something that you you don't necessarily have to see. Like a quarterback, should, his eyes shouldn't be down. Yeah. yeah, you should trust it, shouldn't you? Yeah, it's 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 all about the feel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and on that note, um, <laughs> next game, um, Reading fifty five, Plymouth nil. Uh, Jay, do you want to give us a quick overview, other than the fact that you put your throat, the foot on their throat, and didn't leave it off? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure Jan's really, really hating me after this one. Um, but to be fair to Plymouth, they did turn up with four when we played them. So it wasn't a lot that we could do in terms of not scoring. I'm glad you didn't stop at turn up. <laughs> um, yeah. 
No, I know. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, yeah. They're a really good group of lads. Um, has, this... You know, they were right laugh the whole way through. They only had four players and... Uh... Like they were borrowing our flag belts because Yayan was late and he had all the flags and all the balls. Yeah, I mean it's tough. What what do you do when a team with four players turns up and you've got to play? And um, we're we're concerned about points difference, obviously, because of our seeding within postseason. So it's like, well, we can't really stop. Um, you try and have a bit of fun with it, but at the end of the day, there's only so much you can run. Funny enough, I said last week and uh, last week the last recording about. Um, the Swindon situation, because they turned up with the same five guys, Boyle not day, um, no recognised QB, and they got a shellac in every game. Uh, and the difference, I think, between when we played, and we we were we finished 76-0 against them, but we were 58 up at the half. Uh, and we just stopped blitzing to give them a chance to at least run plays. Um, Weston went the opposite way, and I didn't say, you know, but if I was in their spot, and I knew I had to sort of like, make sure we were qualified and points difference might come into it, yeah, I think I would put my foot in the throat as well. Do you know what I mean? So it depends on your circumstance. If you're middle of the road or bottom of the league and you're not worried about the score, you know, have fun. But, you know, if, if score and points difference make a difference, then needs must. Yeah. And, yeah. For, and for us, it's keeping our guys switched on as well because we had to go and play um, Western afterwards. So it's you can't switch off. It, it's, it's a tough one, really. Yeah. Is. Uh, okay, Wolves against the Gators. Oh, good. <laughs> um, yeah, Wolves finished forty-five-six. Um, in fairness, and like I said at the time, I was watching them, and there was like there was no sort of like, oh wow, he's amazing. You know, like you you could stand back and pinpoint individual players, but as a unit, I mean, the QB was very accurate. I thought um, the receivers ran their routes precisely and they were very clever in finding the seams in the defence, which is the first team I've seen really do that on a consistent basis this year. Uh, we had, we in fact, I think, halfway through the first half, we switched to a defence we've never practised, just to try and shut down those certain sort of little plays, but they still kept making them. So, yeah, it, it was a learning curve for us. Um, we managed to get on the board. We played well defensively, even though the score suggests otherwise, but offensively, we just didn't produce. Uh, and they were full value for the 45-6. to six. I mean, in, in hindsight, I can't even remember them scoring that much, but it was just, they glided down the field, They we went, they glided back down. Uh, it was a consistent game for them, and yeah, the score shows it, in fairness. Uh, nobody wants to pitch in. I think you said it all. I know. Well, it's his chance to you know get digs in if he needs it. Ah, uh, fair. Yeah. <laughs> as, as the president. Yeah, el presidente. <laughs> um, next game, Reading thirty-three, Western twenty-six. You already alluded to this in your previous one, Jay. Um, go. Yeah. So. Western, we'd, we'd circled Western and Exeter right at the start of the year. It was being really, really tough games. And when it came down to it, Western, Western was probably our toughest on the, on the day. And outside of um, the Reapers and the Wolves was probably our our most um, squeaky bum time sort of game from recollection. Um, yeah, shot for shot, really. Lots of gamesmanship going on, as, as you would expect. Um, 
as you know, it's Western's home game, so they've got a bigger crowd. That crowd gives you some abuse. Um, so you you try and fire back in the, in the best way you possibly can. And actually, by the end of it, we were a couple of scores up, and then suddenly one of the Western boys runs through our whole defense like like they're literally not there, um, and put it really on edge again. So it was a lot of game management towards the end. Um, a lot of respect to Western because actually they played hard the whole way through. Um, and they weren't willing to give anything away. Some of the guys put their bodies on the line properly hard, um, and that result on any other day could have gone either way. Okay, uh, Lewis, did you watch it? I believe I was playing, so I yeah didn't see playing. Oh, I didn't realise you were actually back playing. Oh, I made my triumphant return in uh, in our second game against two. Ah, uh, right. So that explains the Chichester result, which we'll get to. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So we'll move on. Next game: Reapers fifty-two, Swansea thirty-two. Now, I'll let you into a little secret here, Chewy. After mm. the game, there was one thing we noticed about your defense that we didn't take a, as much advantage of as I'd like us to, but mm. we did pass it on to Swansea to keep an eye out for it. Um. And when I seen the score, I thought, well. Either they stopped doing it, or Swansea didn't do it at all. And that was on a, a QB swing, uh, not QB, sorry, a, a running back swing. Uh, nobody was picking them up until they were like six, eight, ten yards downfield. Yeah. Uh, and I spoke to the QB and I said it should always be there, especially as a dump off if you need it. And when I seen the score, I thought, oh, okay. I, I expected that to be closer. So I didn't see much of that game because again we were playing Wolves. Give us your version of events, please, sir. Swansea are a really uh, quite an impressive, like especially their quarterback. He's very polished, um, and it, like just it just his whole demeanor. Um, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to tell you how much I love Ash again. We've we've established that this season, sir. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm I'm having a man crush on him as well. Comes um, <laughs> Comes from the Swansea Titans University program, so yeah, they 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 know what to do with their quarterbacks there. Yeah, yeah, it, and it tells because the, the um, I mean, he was slinging it all over the park, and there was I tell you what, there was I at one point kind of deep in I think it was the second half, I actually played some defense because our guys were were puffing, um, and um, they've been doing this little on the outside. They've been doing like similar to something that we've seen other teams play. Uh, like the Sharks seem to do it a fair bit as well. They do like comebacks or hitches on the outside, like deep ones. Um, and uh, like his, it, like their quarterback had been like totally in sync with like his step drop. He was looking off and then throwing the opposite way. Um, and he'd, he'd hit us about, I don't know, probably at least a half dozen times with the same play, not in a row, but over the course of the game. Um, and I, I just knew what he was going to do. And I was supposed to be blitzing. They brought me in as the blitzer. And I completely went rogue on one play. <laughs> and I started blitzing. I was like, no, I know where you're going with this. And I just dropped into that spot in on the on the outside. And he had to, he was literally looking away from on the opposite side, turned around and he saw me and he was like, Oh, I can't throw it there right now. <laughs> and I was, after the play, I think he threw an incompletion. And after the play, I just said to him, I knew where you were going with that. <laughs> but other than that, the whole game, he just like he'd just been picking us apart. Um and I think I think that was the third. Was that the third game? Yes, played? it was. Yeah. So yeah, by that point, the seven guys that we'd had had played 
played pretty much as much as they were likely to play for the day. <laughs> so they were kind of kind of gassed by the end of it um, and just got beat over the top by number 90 running deep posts, I think about three or four times. I, I, yeah, I'm led to believe that's Alex Thomas. Okay. He's the mysterious Alex Thomas that we we haven't seen all year. So, um, but by the sounds of it, he's made an impression. So that's a good addition for them again. Absolutely. Yeah. No, he was he was like lightning in a bowl. He did like his cuts were just gone, and he was gone. Um, and our guys playing kind of safety slash corner were they they just couldn't get across in time to get underneath the pass over the top. Um, and yeah, like I said, like I think it was like four or. Uh, maybe, maybe even as many as five scores, all basically the same play. And in fairness, they they were actually missing their they wide receiver one, if you want. Um, you know the the big guy Paul, they coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His son Harley. Um, who, okay. I, I you're talking a man crushes. Lewis has got one on him. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, he's a quality receiver. So you know, there's another dimension that next year, if they can keep this all together. Uh, mm. Never mind talking about Hexter, Gators, uh, and, and whatever. Swansea are going to be a real dark horse. Well, yeah. here's some possibly good news for you. Their quarterback's going off to, I think, Arizona or something. Yeah, it's not permanently, though, is it? Uh, well, no, but I think he's going to miss next season. Oh, is he? Um, yeah. I, I didn't so. realise it was that long. Um, yeah, I think he's going on like a scholarship or something. Um Oh, that's it, that's kind of what the drift that I caught uh, the, the, as we were chatting after the game. Oh, right. Um, so yeah, I, I I think that's what he what he said. He, he only mentioned it kind of briefly in passing, and they were all like, "Yeah, well, damn it, you're not going to be here." Like, oh. Well, I, I know that. Um, I mean, Jay might know more because he's in with the SWC. I know he was picked for the SWC. Uh, I think primarily on the basis of to have him in for experience whilst they were training together, but they already knew that he wasn't available for Super Five because he was off to the states. So yeah. um, I didn't realize he was going for that long. Ash, if you're listening, best of luck, buddy. Uh, okay, next game, uh, Chichester 30, Exeter, Gooseg. Oh. Come on in, Lewis. Extol the so, virtues. Uh, so, yeah, this was, I made my return in the second half of this game because we, like saying, we were having offensive troubles. Um, oh, this is where you lost the presidency. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. Um but yeah, full credit to to uh, Chichester. Um, they their defense was was just a brick wall, uh, and it left um, it left Neil just comfortable at quarterback. No pressure. He was never chasing the game. He never felt like he had to um, like he had to score on every on every drive. Um, and speaking of experience, I've been in those situations where you're just like, hey, my defense is doing its thing. I don't have, there's no pressure here. I can just sling it about, and that's kind of what they did. They were, they were playing, you know, ballpark football. Um, it is made a lot easier when you've got Corey Bedford and uh, Shorty Brown on both sides of the field. But um, Gareth also made some really good plays down the field. He stretched the field, and shout out to Kate as well because um, she's actually one of the better blitzers I think we faced this year. So um, yeah, they were they were full value for it. Our offensive troubles continued, irrespective of quarterback. Um, neither me nor Jay could really uh, put put anything together um, because yeah, their defense just. Kate was really good at him, and and they had everything on lockdown. Any any completions they were. Tackled straight away. I, I, I'm, I'll say this, but I'm not being sarcastic. Before you accuse me of it, Lou. In some, re- in some respects, 
it's just as well you've come to the end of the season because at least now you can sit down, have a think, and sort of retool and ready for next year. Because I, injuries aside, I still don't think the team has operated how you envisage this year, is it? No, definitely not. It, um, I say injuries meant that people were playing out of position and we had to kind of shuffle things about a bit. I think you're right. Um, I think not going to finals this year is going to be a blessing in disguise. We can just get into the off season and we can, you know, we have a nice little break now. We won't train for a little while. I think we need to do some recruiting. Um, we'll get people back healthy. Uh, and then, um, yeah, I think the, the idea of spending the next two or three weeks leading up to uh, finals day and, um, you know, all the pressure that comes with that and all that extra work, I think it just would have been really stressful and not enjoyable. I'd much rather now get into the off-season We'll all have a little break and then we can come back to it um, and just get ready to the next year and run Southwest Series and things and get back to having, having fun with it. Yeah. Okie dokie. Next game, Buck 67, Swindon 12. And after what I said about the Bucks rolls earlier and seeing this score, I was like, oh, I'm glad we kept them to 40 yard. Um, anybody watch? See, Chewy, I didn't. Um, I we were refing um, your one at that time, so the only ah, right. person who would have been able to answer that was refing on their sideline. But he was keeping the score, and uh, as when your game finished, I went over to him and said, "How long have they got?" And he's like, "We're inside of the two-minute warning." I said, "What's the score?" And he went, "Lots, yeah. <laughs> lots, and not lots." Uh, yeah, yeah, I just said lots, um, and and that enough. That was enough, really. I didn't really need to know any more than that. And I suppose really that was kind of what everyone was expecting because by that point I think Swindon had, had pretty much given up the ghost yeah. um, uh, they, like, they, they'd already played us at the first game and taken a fed beating and then then they played um, oh god who else did they played White and I, I think I don't I don't know what the score was with the Isle of White what was, we'll, what we'll was come to that one in three games time now Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. I, but I, yeah, I, I, they played that one and then and then played Bucks afterwards, and I'm, I'm, I, they'd obviously just they were knackered by the time they'd faced Bucks. They probably could have done with having the games the other way around and playing like us first, then Bucks, and then having the Isle of Wight to kind of finish off. Yeah, but I, I think having Bucks at the end of the day when you're tired is not ideal. <laughs> to be honest, I was glad we had the games the way we did. If I was being choosy, I think I would have rather flipping the first two fixtures, but you know. Reapers, Wolves, they're both good teams, you know, just line them up, let's get after it. So I'm glad yeah. we didn't have White first because that was the game that, sorry, White, that we expected to win. Yeah. yeah and we struggled to do that in fairness, but there we go. Yeah, it, it got quite um, tense towards the end, didn't it? A little bit, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we'll come to that because I don't think we've covered that yet, no. Uh, next game, Chichester 39, Plymouth 6. So Plymouth managed to get on the scoreboard. And is, this is the infamous game that I think Yayan put Jack down for about 17 interceptions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I ref this game. Um, and uh, Yayan's made it clear that I, I made a controversial call with one of the Chichester uh, touchdowns at the back of the end zone, but we'll, we'll leave that one alone. Um <laughs> Yeah. No, no, no. Let's let, let's delve into it. <laughs> I, well, I I heard rumours of um, abusive chanting towards the referee from the sidelines. Well, I, I was oblivious to this, as I often am. Um, <laughs> I so some, some along the lines of the referees a wanker. I so the, 
second or third hand information I'm here in. I, I'm don't shoot the messenger. Yeah, I, I get so much abuse now that I sort of just tone it out. To be honest, um, <laughs> yeah. No, I, to be honest, I don't remember the call specifically. I let my loan judge deal with it. Um, but as far as I could tell from my angle, he looked in, so he gave it. But um, yeah, just uh, did their normal thing. To be honest, they, they were on a roll from that day anyway. Um, this was one of the games where Plymouth actually had six guys. They had a little bit of rotation. And to their credit, they played better on offense because of it. They were able to drive the ball a little bit. Defensively, still didn't have a lot to offer. Um, There were lots and lots of gaps that Neil was able to hit. And at points, they put Corey in at QB as well, just to mix things up. So it it was a fun game from the Sharks' perspective, I think. Yeah, and this is something I think we've discussed um, in prior weeks as well with Plymouth. That they're a team in transition. That they've lost a fair few established guys through various reasons. They've recruited. They've got some new guys. They've got some experienced contact guys. But it's bedding them in, gelling them, becoming a team which hasn't taken place yet. Yeah, and they've no. got some good players. Trust me, they have. Because actually, if you put that team together with a little bit more depth to give some rotation, they'll be a really, really good team in that division. I think they struggle to get the numbers at any training sessions, so that they're missing out on the on the sort of chemistry side of things. Well, on the plus side, they now have to, in some shape or form, go through affiliation. So they're going to have at least two game days together. <laughs> well, there's rumour that um, Jack is not going to be back next year because uh, he's based up in Birmingham. Yeah, he's playing for the he's playing for the Lions. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think he's going to be. Down for next season but then I, I, I said the same thing you all want quality players you all want the best players but I'll take a less talented group of players that are committed over four or five guys but one's a stud do yeah. you know what I mean as a team you work harder for each other as a team rather than having that one standout guy that you can go to time and time again I, I me personally it's nice to have the stud in your team but I'll take a hard working team ethos you still play Richard Harris every time he's available, though. But what did I just say? <laughs> it's nice to have the stud in your team. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not disputing that fact. But no, in, in all seriousness, you know, you want your team to gel uh, and get together. And they play hard for each other. They're used to each other. And then, you know, the, the rapport comes. And that's what Plymouth are missing, unfortunately, at the moment. Yeah, and it's difficult to have fun when you're getting beat out every week like they are. Um, we, yeah, and it, it becomes a, an odd one to try and run a program like that. Fair play to them. They, they they've gone zero and sixteen and and been blown out in most of the games they played in. But they definitely had more fun. They've had the most fun. Than, like you say, we you were saying earlier on about game days are super stressful, and I'm exactly the same. I I have anxiety attacks on game days. Uh, it is not enjoyable. Um, but they're just out there slinging the rock, having fun, and they definitely make more fun out of it and like jokes and so yeah, all 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 credit to them. They they enjoy it even though they're losing. Yeah, and that's the important thing. You just, you've got to enjoy a win or lose. Otherwise, yeah. what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> uh, talking of enjoying things, uh, next game. Uh, White 18, Gators 27. Uh, and I'm not ashamed to admit that the last touchdown, which flattered us a little bit, came in the last 50 seconds as I was trying to kill the game off, not trying to score. Uh, it was a real tough battle. Um, I'll throw it to Chewy in a minute, but just from my point of view. Yeah, yeah, go for it. I, 
think a lot of the guys saw this as it's white. We should beat them. Um, and I think that mentality came in a little bit, not so much on defense, but on offense. And we struggled to get going. Uh, we finally managed to get a spark on offense, but we were then pegged back by white and the QB done well. They had some good receivers. Uh, their blitzer, uh, the, the young lady, I didn't catch her name. Uh, she was rapid. I, you know, even though I only went in for the last four drives, I was not expecting that pace. I was like, oh, it's a woman. She's going to be a little bit, Jesus Christ, where'd she come from? Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, I think that you guys might think different because they're in your division, but I think we sorely underestimated the, the talent that's on that team. Um, and last 50 seconds, I think we'd finally scored to go 19-18 up uh, and we managed to hold them. And like I said, I went into the last round to kill it off and accidentally threw a pass to somebody who was meant to kill time and he actually took it in the house. But yeah, the, the score flattered us a little bit. It was uh, it was a real tight, tough game and all credit to White. Yeah, it it went it went backwards and forwards the whole way and it wasn't it wasn't a straightforward. Oh no, they were leading 18, 18 12. Before we scored, to be fair, they they, they led a part. They chugged yeah. that game. Well, see, this this is the thing. This is exactly what happened to the Reapers last year because we played them at home last year and had had beaten them fairly convincingly, um, and then kind of went to the Isle of Wight with a kind of hyped up squad and absolutely underestimated them, and they and we got into a shootout that I didn't want to be in, um, and it, it just turned into a. <laughs> A back and forth that nobody could really do anything about, other than just keep scoring. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it, it definitely it definitely can turn into a trap game if you kind of go in with the mentality of like they're bottom of the league, um, or their results aren't. You know, they're not they're not entirely reflective of how good they actually are. No. Um, and, they, and, I, got... and a lot of that is offset by the fact that you've got three to four very strong teams in your division. Yeah. Absolutely, I was literally just about to say that you've you've got like four teams who have just made the playoffs um, in your division. So you've got you've got four teams that you can almost basically wipe out eight games possibly in straight away, um, and and that's no disrespect to them at all because they're a bloody good team. Um, and yeah, they've they've got talent where they need it. They've got a decent quarterback. Um, they've got I mean, Roger's been balling out this year doing like one-handed catches for like a fifty-year-old. Referee, mate, Roger um, is sick. I know it's ridiculous, it's, and I and just just seen him do it, and I'm like, holy shit! I hope I can still do that in like 20 years time or whatever. It's only eight for me, yeah. thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dale, well, at least you've got something to aim yeah. for. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I've, I've got, I've got, a, yeah. There's a future, um, but um, yeah, no, it, it was a, a hell of a game, and it and it it wasn't a straightforward backwards and forwards. It was kind of like. One person, one team would get the advantage, and then it would yeah, there'd be an interception, and then the other team would have an, and then they'd find interception, and it was just like nobody could, could really wrestle control of the game completely for any length of time. No, it, it was uh, there for the grabs up until the last sort of two three minutes. That's it. it that's it, and and like refereeing it as well because there was at one point um, I was uh, of course being like the main head judge. I was in the back of the end zone, um, or not. Not as deep as I thought I was because Jack used me almost. Like a oh yeah, he did that twice. The <laughs> sneaky little bastard. I'm, so I'm stood in the back of the end zone and he rolled out around me and the and the blitzer had to like go. Oh, like I don't know. I was like, oh shit, this is really awkward. Um, but I could at that point, yeah. 
because the exact same thing happened at our game day as well. I've never seen it before, no. but it's happened across conference game days. I, at the same time. I, I missed it the first time he did it, but our blitzer came off and he was like, oh, and I'm like, Whoops, calm down, explain to me, I didn't see it. He went, basically, I'm chasing him, the referee's standing like three yards from the back of the end zone, and the, the quarterback rolls around him, and I'm like running straight at the ref. And I'm like, okay, well, that can't be legal. I, I don't know. I've never come across that before. And then the, on, the, on the very last drive, I think it was after we'd scored the, the the extra touchdown, I was watching him, and I think he did it again. And I'm like, wow, yeah, did, I have yeah, never yeah. seen that before. You sneaky, no. clever little git. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which I've no doubt That's now that uh, it'll go back to Baffer and they'll rule that out that you can't roll around officials. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I thought, fair play to him. I've never seen it before. No, it was it was definitely, um, it, it surprised me, so it must have surprised you. But yeah, there we go. But like I said, yeah, it was an enjoyable game in hindsight, but at the time it was like, oh God, just, just get it over with. Yeah. Very tense, nail biter. In fact, it comes to mind. Yeah, not what, not how you want to finish <laughs> <Just> the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, three more games. We got Wolves two twenty seven, Exeter twenty seven. This one I didn't see coming. Uh, Lewis. So um, yeah, this one was frustrating by the end of it, but I think it comes down to the way we went into the game. Um, we'd already so. Like I said before, we we'd kind of checked out the Renegade. We, we knew we weren't like that was one that we put down as a loss at the beginning of the year, really. Um, Chichester was the one we wanted, uh, but then when when we lost that one, we were Owen. We were you know Owen on the day, so we were just like, this is the last game that we're going to play this season. Let's have some fun with it. So again, yeah, people playing all over the place. But then, as the game went on, and we were just having fun, enjoying it, and they were up two scores, and it was fine. We kind of started to come back to it, and it was like, oh shit, we can uh, we can actually win this game. This this game's there, and it came down to just one one extra point. I I'd, I'd thrown a, a length of the field sort of, not quite a hail mary. It was I think it was like second or third down, uh, and Ed was. Ed also made his um, his valiant return to, to action as well, um, albeit on offense as opposed to defense. Um, just for this game, really. Uh, so yeah, I tossed it the length of the field, and he managed to. I thought I'd thrown it short, but it hung up just just hang enough, and you could see the safety was like in place. And then all of a sudden, you just heard him go, "Oh shit!" as the ball just hung up over his head a bit, and uh, and. Ed came down with it in the end, just the short of the end zone and, and, and walked in. Um, and we did the, it came down to the extra point in the end. Um, we did like a little sort of rollout shovel pass uh, to the center, but um, I kind of shoveled it a little too high because I was trying not to cross the line of scrimmage um, and it got batted down and nearly got batted down back into my hands. Uh, and we would have had like a Marcus Mariota kind of scenario on our hands. <laughs> straight back to me and I went, but I ended up dropping it so put that down to rust um, and then they had they had like I think they had something like 40 seconds to kind of mount, um, mount a comeback and, and finish it off um, which Paul Hindle very nearly picked off um, and returned but he was just a hair 
late and ended up batting it down. It was, the ball was a bit low. He couldn't quite get a hold on it. But that would have been a pretty miraculous uh, end to the game if we had a walk-off pick six. But alas, not to be. I think we just went into it a little bit too lax and a little bit too, oh, well, we're over two. Let's just have some fun. And then it was kind of like, oh, fuck, you know, actually this game's it to win. Um, but it was too late by then. Okie dokie. Uh, next game, Swindon 14, White 35. I didn't see this game. Uh, I think this is one of the ones that we were playing. Was this was this the one that was on when we were playing you? Could well have been. I was. It's, I was. Yeah, because Swindon yeah, played back Bucks, to back, didn't we? Had they? Bucks reffing, didn't we? Yeah, Bucks were reffing us. Um, so it, yeah, it must have been the game that was on while we were playing. Um, what was the what was the final on it? Thirty-five fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just, See, you say that, but yeah, like I said before, like on the Isle of Wight, like they don't, they're not playing to their full potential, but when they do, they surprise people left, right, mm. and center. But yeah, I, I suppose it is a little bit of inconsistency, really, is, is probably their, like their weak point. Like they bring out their big guns and get really close to winning, and then they, they play in other games and then just can't really pull away. Um, to be honest, yeah. they they sound an awful lot like Swindon. Yeah, well, yeah, probably not too dissimilar, I suppose. I mean, I know Swindon. Well, I mean, Lewis will tell you the same that Swindon with James in the centre and with Luke as part of this they started team are somewhat of a different prospect. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. they 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 they're far much more of a handful. But I mean, they're the only team division that beat Western. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that- and that was with with a fully armed and operational squad. Yeah, and you know what, what whatever went on in that game, good, bad in terms of tackling, officiating, the the score still remained that Swindon beat them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Which I yeah. don't think anybody else in our division managed to do this year. No, we, no one did. No? Western swept everyone except Swindon went one on one. Um, so do you know what I mean? The, the Swindon on their day can be a, can be a force, but I know they they yeah. lost Luke for the season or for most of the flag season with an injury. Uh, James has got coaching commitments elsewhere, so he struggles. Um, you know the and the rest of the guys. I don't think they've got. I mean, Lou, you might be able to tell me different. I don't think they've got an acknowledged regular QB when James isn't there. It's a case of oh well. I love a bash, or I love a bash. You know, I've seen Billy there. I think Dan Blythe played there. Uh, Anurag played there in the last game day. Uh, and you know, replacing a QB with somebody who doesn't usually QB is a tough gig. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, that, to be fair to them, I think they they they've made every game day this year. So you know, without sounding sarcastic, that, that that's a step in the right direction. Uh, yeah, yeah, they didn't. They had a couple of forfeits last year. They forfeited two game days last year. Yeah, yeah. improvement. Although I, I have I have read or heard that um, Grant Hutchins, their coach, has stepped away for personal reasons, which is a shame. Um, I don't, I don't know. No, I don't know why either. But uh, you know, I'm sure for that team, this it's a loss for them. So you know, we, we wish Grant all the best, obviously. But you know, this, that means somebody else has got to step up and um, assume the mantle now. Hopefully, that's yeah. it. Okay, last game then. Uh, as Lewis lovingly referred to it earlier, the toilet bowl. Uh, 
Uh, Plymouth 12, Wolves 221. Oh, man, this was a difficult game to watch. Um, everybody had gone except for the teams that were playing, the refs, and poor old Sam and Jacob Matthews who were just waiting to clean up their home turf and everyone had gone. Um, yeah, one of those games where, you know, maybe some things get let to slide and just for the sake of... Uh, you know, getting out of there. Um, Yayan, I'm sure, will not, has probably still not stopped talking about the two touchdowns that he threw. Um, he, he said he was going to let Baz have that because I think he's technically thrown the same amount of touchdowns this year because Baz has been injured for most of it. Um, but yeah. It was a slog. It was it was the end of the day. We were woefully overrun the schedule, um, and but Plymouth still managed to come with like a bit of fun and made it entertaining. Okay, well, that kind of wraps the season for all. But Southern, really, uh, Chewy, congratulations on the fourteen-one-on-one record and automatic promotion. Thank you. Uh, and also along with the Western Supers on uh, 11 and 5, who qualified for the Championship Playoffs and the Promotion and Relegation Playoffs. Before we take a look at the prediction results from the last recording, uh, which, if you didn't listen, everyone who was on made a prediction of this game day. And we also managed to get Adam and Jay's predictions so we could vilify or congratulate, as the case may be. And, and, understand, and undoubtedly, we're going to uh, enthusiastically extract the urine of some. Uh, are there any shout-outs statistically or otherwise uh, from you guys? But that doesn't mean hi, mum, either. Um, I think if I'm going to shout-out to anyone, it's probably going to be uh, John, who got another interception, his second on the year. Yeah, I'm not um, the only one! <laughs> 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 the only quarterback. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. John's had a really, really good season this year. He has come on massively from last year. Um and solidified himself as the as cornerback number one this year. Um, so yeah, I was mega happy for him to get another interception. And I am. <laughs> um, any more? Um, thanks to everyone that we played this season. It was a damn fun season. I wasn't expecting it to come out as a full team one on one record. Um, Thanks for making everything fun. Yeah, I probably I would sort of echo what Chewie said. Everybody's everybody's made it a really good fun league this year. Um, shout out to Wolves too because I probably give them so much abuse about refing over the course of the season. They deserve a <laughs> deserve a pat on the back and a well done from me and a, an apology an apologies for my uh, existence. Yeah, the, the flowers are in the post Wolves too. <laughs> uh, for, for me, I'm going to be a complete homer. Uh, I got I've got to do it. Uh, for our guys, uh, Hugh Walford for the club, top touchdown and extra point scorer. Dan making a stellar uh, attempted at overhauling him on the last day with seven. Top touchdown passes. Somehow I finished on 11 and, and led the club, which can't happen if we want to be successful. I'm sorry. Um, Liam was on nine and Chris, our QB of the future, hopefully on seven. Interceptions, Chris had eight, Dan had six. Sachs, Andy had eight, Lee had three, Matt Dodd had two. Uh, and a special shout-out to 
to my stead, as Lewis referred to it, uh, Rich Harris. He only managed to play four games out of the 16. But in those fours, racked up six picks, two for pick sixes, uh, and three touchdown catches and two extra point conversions. So extrapolate that over a season and uh, you can see the, the talent level that gentleman has. But on a personal note, I'd, I'd also like to give a mention that Matt Burke, Liam Giles, Josh and Jake Corbett, Dan Davis and Lee White for their, for their rookie years uh, and the progress they've made is, is, uh, is sort of heartwarming to see. It sounds a bit soppy, I know. But, uh, and lastly, a big thank you to Chris and Hugh for their help and commitment for me on the coaching side of things as well as the playing side. So, league-wise, if the stats are accurate, Chewy, 71 touchdowns? Uh, I don't know because there were like I couldn't enter data for the first two game days. Um, so I, there's like four games worth of points and whatnot. That what do you reckon? That should be more. Well, overall for the whole team, yeah. There's there's like four whole games that are missing. Wow. Okay. <laughs> if, that's, if if that's the case, that's, that's obscene. Party with thing. Yeah, maybe that's... Sorry, say, say again, I missed I think that. he's saying you're the only team really that's putting stats in out of the whole division. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your, entire, your entire division just didn't bother with stats until yeah. you, guys, you wanted to after week two. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. I like It was just so that I could do them at the end of the season without having to like go back all over, over the old scorecards. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so all of a sudden you'll check today and Jake Bellamy's thrown 101 touchdowns. He had none last week. <laughs> yeah, if they're going to operate League Republic and they want to use it, they may as well just say, look, wait, if we keep in the score sheets, put the stats in. Do it. Uh, you know. well, yeah, it, does, it doesn't really take long. No, um, it, needs a, it needs a little bit of tweaking. Yeah, um, some of the categories are not particularly um, flag-friendly. No, that's, yeah. Um so yeah, it needs a little bit of tweaking, but for its first go round, um, I'm quite pleased with it. From being able to kind of go, oh look, there we go. There's the result, and then it automatically does all of the calculations and all of the points and all that fun stuff. I really, um, I really wanted the clock went up in the field goal category, but there we go. <laughs> <laughs> but no, going going back to it, if that's accurate or anywhere near accurate, seventy one touchdowns. That's ridiculous, too. Uh, Matt you. Key's on forty seven, um, and then. For our division, Ash Lewis was second of our division with 39. Receiving TDs, uh, mopped up by Western, unsurprisingly, with Sam Matthews in 17 and Bailey Jackson with 16. Rushing TDs, you got Joe Cutie Joy and James Wilford with four, Andy Gaboni on three with Sam Matthews. Sacks, we got some English bloke playing for Swansea with a ridiculous 23. Um, well done, David. Uh, Sam Matthews way back in second with nine, and Ross Button and Andrew with uh, I didn't write it down. It's either eight or seven. Sorry. And then interceptions: Jacob Matthews on eleven, Darren Burgess on nine, and CBL and Will Granger of Exeter on eight. I think that's all my stats. So before we go into the predictions, we'll just have a quick look at the playoff picture um, as it affects the teams in our division. The only team that's going to be playing in terms of promotion relegation that involves us is the Western Supers and they're going to be facing the Northampton Phantoms on Sunday the 18th of August uh, they win that, they get promoted they don't, they stay down 
Uh, is there any fixtures off the top of your head, gentlemen, that you know you're looking forward to in the playoffs? Considering that, I mean, everyone bar Chewy is going to be sat at home watching Alan live streaming it on Facebook. Um, well, I mean, we're we're going up to the plate, which will be interesting. Oh, are you? Oh, my apologies, Jay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's just me and Lewis watching Alan's feed then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're we're excited. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, sorry, Liz. Jesse, it'll just be you, Dale. I'll I'll be in Germany at my mate's wedding. Are you getting some practice in you? <laughs> on those Bavarian beers. Yeah, wohl, mein Führer. You get used to that because you'll be seeing that a lot in the next few years. <laughs> uh, sorry, Jay, go on. Uh, yeah, I mean, plate will be exciting. We we went and we played plate last year. It's a really fun competition, actually, because you know you're not playing for promotional relegations. So it's just like going to. A, a tournament where uh, it's it's teams at your exact level in theory. Um, so yeah, should be a good good run out. I know Chichester will provide a tough task as well, having Shorty there as well. Um, what what do you what do you seeded? Uh, we're seeded one. Oh, oh, so you've got half a chance of making it to the uh, final then if things fall your way. Yeah, I mean we won it last year, so we 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 like the competition. Um, but I mean, anything could happen. We were seeded something like eighth last year, and we won it. So it's, it's what whoever turns up on the day, really. Cool. Yeah, swings and roundabout. So championship wise, do you know you've got in your first uh, game, Adam? Yeah, we've got Bucks. We've got Bucks Wolves. Wow! You... Oh, time, nice friendly time. game. Yeah, exactly. Um, All the way up to but... Manchester for that. <laughs> 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 so uh, yeah, we've got them. Uh, We've got number one seed. They're the number eight seed. Um, oh, who else is there? Yeah, there's Western. Obviously, they've got the number two seed. Um, Coventry, Glasgow, South Midlands, yeah. Wigan, and Leeds. That's it. That's it. Um, so yeah, this, it's it's going to be interesting because yeah, I, I of course I always I like to do the cross conference games because we play teams that we don't see every other time during the year. Um, and it's kind of a, it's a good point to kind of take stock of where you are and kind of see how you stack up against everyone else and different level of competition up and down the country. And I and I think as well also to see teams how they do different things and how you can incorporate it into your own sort of scheme. And that's it. That's it. Yeah, because you know, everyone does. Yeah, just a little bit. And there's no point reinventing the wheel. No, that's it. What we really need is the college AP poll system where we get a national ranking. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, suggest that to Alan. I'm sure he's got loads of free time to do that. Yeah, I heard he's pretty bored. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for, for anybody not sure, 17th and 18th of August is the playoff weekend. Um, I'm sure if you check in the Facebook group of Baffer Flag, uh, there'll be loads of information on Facebook streams. And I wouldn't be surprised if Marcus at first and 15 will be streaming it audio-wise in some shape or form. Uh, but let's move on. Prediction time. We all, we've all been waiting for. I just wanted to point out, um, we were talking about how competitive the Southwest B division can be. Um, I think it definitely is worth mentioning that four out of the six teams in that division are going to playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Which is ridiculous. <laughs> we figured, I think we figured that we were 6-0 and against West A teams. And I think... Actually, even all the way down to Chichester. Chichester were five and one. Wolves were. I'll take that uh, one. I think Re- <laughs> Reapers one were five results. zero and one with the all draw. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, but next time you <laughs> lock gotta come over the border. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> the air's different in Wales. Oh yeah. I mean I can almost guarantee you rain. <laughs> right, so hey, you came for... to Reading and it rained. But like only for a brief second like in, in our game it was like the, was it the first half? Yeah, something like that. It was just like five, ten minutes off, yeah, have this, how this rain hurts, or where's it gone? <laughs> Cooled us <laughs> off. Didn't get burnt for once. <laughs> <laughs> So last week we we had uh, we've got one two three four five six we had seven people predict eighteen games. Um, before I give you the results, who do you think, or what do you think was the lowest correct amount of scores? Uh, two, six, two and eight. <laughs> so who said six? Who said two? Jay, I said six. All right, Jay said six. Adam, you said two. Did you? Yeah, I said two, and it'll be me. Right, yeah, yeah, uh, Lewis. I reckon somebody got a duck egg. <laughs> right. I actually no, uh, Jay was closest. Um, the man who scored seven out of eighteen, which is still crap. Um, unsurprisingly, given some of his predictions, was Yayan Tucker. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well done, Yayan. Uh, and then he got kind of tight. Uh, Josh picked up 11. Uh, he had the Chichester game wrong. He thought Exeter would beat Chichester. He thought we would beat the Bucks. He thought Swindon would beat White. He thought Western would beat Chichester. Uh, that Exeter would beat Bucks too. And that we'd beat Southern. Which almost did, but doesn't count. Josh, sorry. Um, <laughs> And that the Bucks two would beat Western. I don't know what he was smoking there, but there we go. Uh, so he finished with eleven. Uh, then we got a tie on twelve with David Camp and Adam Russell. Hey. Um, I'm just looking at uh, yeah, yeah. You predicted Swansea and us to beat you. Well, it's because I knew that we only had a seven-man team. <laughs> Are you listening to this, uh, Will and the rest of the guys? The faith he had yeah. in your team before yeah. the game day. Well, they did play defence for most of the se- well for the entire season, and not a single snap of offence until that day. So credit where credit's due. They they balled out considering that they couldn't really catch a cold. But he he, he did he did think you'd beat Swindon. So there you go. He's redeemed himself somewhat. <laughs> um, <laughs> Then we got joint 13s uh, with Jay Bellamy ah. and Lewis Phillips. Oof. Lewis, we know equally nothing about flag. Uh, <laughs> Jay was the only person to actually predict a tie <laughs> Reading against Western, which to be fair, their score wasn't that far off. But the irony is there were two ties on the game day. But not in that game. <laughs> Just sort of probability-wise, you know, it's got to be one. Um, but other than that, I, you two both predicted that Western would be Chichester and Exeter would be Bucks too. Um, both predicted that Southern would be Gwent. Um, and the only difference went with conventional thinking. The, the only the only difference between you guys was that. Lewis thought Swansea would beat White and he was correct and you thought White would beat Swansea. Uh, 
and uh, he thought obviously Exeter being the home of the years would be Chichester uh, and you went with Chichester Jay. So that was the only difference in the in the predictions. Which means that unfortunately for all you lot, with fifteen out of eighteen was me. <laughs> Controversial. I, I think I don't know. There's there's some sort of back backroom deal going on there, I think. But there's photographic proof yeah. unfortunately, but no, the only ones I got wrong. Did you place a bet on any of them though? Uh, no, I didn't. I wish I had. No, uh, the only ones I the only ones I got wrong. Two of them were my own bloody fixtures. Um, we agreed, we agreed on the podcast. I think that the winner, the person with the most uh, correct responses, would have to do this podcast next year. <laughs> oh well, status quo remains then. <laughs> yeah, you're uh, claim you're a, you're an analyst now. <laughs> if you say that slowly and slightly differently, I might agree with you. <laughs> no, I predicted we'd beat the backs. Obviously, this was in, in light of we needed to beat Swansea, but I predicted we'd beat the backs, which we didn't. That uh, the backs two would beat Exeter, and they didn't. They tied. We let me down, backs two, uh, and then we'd beat Sudden, and we tied. So two ties and one wrong prediction. That's not too bad. I'll take that. But yeah, uh, Yay and Tucker seven. Let's 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 get that in, uh, stamp it in somewhere. But other than that, they're not bad predictions, all all told. Right, I mean, seven's impressive. Well, to be fair, when he was doing it, we, you know, I mean, if you if you listen back to the podcast, it shows you I've listened to it, Jay. Um, <laughs> he's going like, uh, we'll go right, uh, Yay and uh, Lewis, sorry, uh, Swindon versus White, he'd go. White. Yeah, Swindon. Okay, next one. Swansea versus Southern. Lewis, Southern. Yeah, Swansea. Okay, Bucks versus Swansea. Lewis, Bucks. Yeah, Swansea. And you're like, really? You know, by the end, we were just going like, what? I mean, he predicted Plymouth to be Chichester, which you can kind of understand because he plays for Plymouth. But, uh, but yeah, some, I think he was just having fun with it. <laughs> So, um, before we sign off uh, for the season, I, I'd just like to thank Adam, Jay and Lewis for joining me tonight. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for that. Well, it was fun. Uh, and... It's been a blast. Go on. It's been a blast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's, it's great to have El Presidente on my show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll have to get that right for next year then, obviously, Lewis. Um, you'll, have to, you'll have to write an email with, for me with your actual titles. Deposed President. Oh, yeah. I'll... My signature. Artist formerly known as President. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'd also like to thank Paul Levet, Ian Tecker, David Camp, and Josh Cobet for being part of making this SWC podcast what it is. Uh, and a big thank you to everyone who listens and giving feedback, both positive and negative. I appreciate it all. Uh, that's about it from me, gents. Have anybody got any parting words of wisdom before we uh, sign off? No, good luck with everyone. Um, moving on to next season and uh, in the playoffs uh, my words would be it is what it is <laughs> I'm deep in metaphysical yeah, uh, yeah I'll just uh, I'll just like to say good luck to everyone in the division that's heading up to Manchester for playoffs um, and also from a league coordinator's point of view bar one or two four pivots the <coughs> uh, division has once again been um, pretty low maintenance so uh, thanks for making my job a lot easier 
Yeah. And I, I, I'll just finish off by saying um, thank you to everyone who's listened, um, both to ours and to all of them. This is probably going to be out after it happens, but we've got the Welsh Bowl Saturday, the 3rd of uh, August, if anybody's interested in that. Other than that, keep your ears to the ground because you never know when we'll pop up again, maybe before the next season. Thank you very much for listening and uh, goodbye. That wraps up this episode. Find us on Facebook at First and 15 Podcast. Give us a like to keep up with all of our shows. Also, check out our sponsor, Nuola, for all your customised sportswear supplies. We'll be right back.